Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. We are proud to present our next speaker, David Kilman, with ECSCLIV2. Please give him a warm welcome. I'm applauding myself. Um, hello, everybody. Happy reInvent. Um, so today, we are going to be talking about developing with the new ECS CLI V2. Yay! Uh, so quick, quick before we start, just show of hands, does anyone here use ECS to deploy their apps? Oh, awesome. Well, this talk is for you, and I'm really excited. Um, so the ECS CLI V2 is a new CLI uh, made by the ECS team for developers, and it's developer-focused and application-first. So. Rather than sort of show you like the commands of the CLI and like poke around with it, uh, we're actually going to use it today to build a service. So we're going to build a real life service today during our demo, um, which means I will be on the CLI with conference Wi-Fi pushing to Docker. So anything can happen. So this should be very fun. Um, so today, the service that we're going to build is going to be called ECS Kudos. Um, so I don't know if any of you know this, but the ECS CLI v1 and v2 are both open source on GitHub. And a ton of people like give us PRs and file issues with us and uh, contribute back. And we're really excited about that. And we love that a lot. And we wish we could sort of give those contributors high fives somehow. Uh, but usually what happens is our hands end up just hitting our computer screens. Uh, so today, we're going to build the uh, ECS Kudo service to solve that. And what the ECS Kudo service is going to do is it's going to be uh, two microservices. One is our backend, and this is going to be our backend that exposes a webhook URL. And we're going to take that webhook URL, put it in our GitHub repo, and whenever anyone opens an issue or opens a pull request to that uh, GitHub repo, that webhook's going to be triggered and it's going to write to a database that that person did something cool. We're also going to have a front end, which is our API. And that API is something that you can just query and make sure that um, like, you can see what awards you've gotten for contributing to our repo. Uh, so I'll, I'm going to walk over, um, sorry, I'm going to talk about our architecture a little bit for the ECS Kudo service, and then we're going to build it. So it's, it's a pretty simple architecture. So we have two microservices. The first is our front end, and this is going to be an ECS service. And everyone's super interested in what awards and kudos they've gotten. So we're going to scale that bad boy up to three copies. Um, and we're also going to have our back end. And this is the, the back end service is what's going to front our webhook. In front of both of these services, we're going to have one load balancer. And depending on the path uh, of our load balancer URL, we're going to forward requests either to our API, uh, if the request has a slash API in it, or we're going to send it to our webhook uh, endpoint. Um, but not only are we going to build this sort of fun little demo service, uh, like we're all engineers here, right? We, we're going to build an ops-first uh, service. So what that means is we're going to have two environments. We're going to have our fun test environment. And so this is going to be in my, per, my developer account. It's going to be in US West 2. Um, I don't know about all of you, but when I'm pushing to ECR or Docker Hub, I want the repo to be as close to me as physically possible, so those push times are low. And I'm also going to put it in my dev account because I have tons of access to that. I can play around. I can look at logs. I have admin access. I can do anything I want. But this is going to be a real service. So we're also going to create a prod environment. And what our prod environment is, it's going to be a complete copy of the ECS Kudos project, the front end and the back end. But we're going to put it in a region closer to our customers, US East 1. And we're going to put it in our production account. 
Our production account does not have tons of unfettered access for me, which is totally good because I have definitely been known to delete some Dynamo tables before. Um, so we're going to spin up these two environments uh, and deploy that. And we only have 20 minutes, so this tool better be pretty good. Um, finally, since we're going to have all these environments, we need to somehow manage deploying to them in a reasonable way. And I love YOLO deploying. I love just to like push to prod and like not go to test. But my coworkers tell me that's a bad idea. So we're actually going to set up a continuous delivery pipeline for our test and prod environments as well. So that looks a little bit like this. So we're going to push some code to GitHub. That's going to trigger our code pipeline, which is going to build our Docker image and push it to ECR. It's going to deploy our code to our test environment. And once we're really happy with our test environment, we're going to deploy it to our production environment. Sound good? Woo! All right, let's do this. Let's build something cool. Um, so, cool. Can you all see this tiny text? Nope, 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 nope. Oh, uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, so, I've actually taken the liberty of already writing the code. As a senior engineer, writing code on an airplane to reinvent is one of the many talents that you have. Um, so I, it's a pretty simple service. So this is, let's take a look at our Docker file. Uh, it's a really, really simple Sinatra app. And it exposes port 80, and it runs a really simple, uh, some really simple code. But this is, this is kind of the fun part, right? Like, I, as an engineer, like spending my time writing code. I'm not super interested in setting up ECS and VPCs. Um, it's fun because I work for them, so I kind of I, I have an inside scoop on it. But like, it's not the first thing I want to do when I get out of bed. So we're gonna see what the ECS CLI can do for us. So I'm gonna go ahead and call our our binary. So just getting started, I'm not entirely sure what to do. The ECS CLI has this sort of cute uh, help page, and there's this whole section called getting started. Um, there's developing and releasing and settings, but you know I want to deploy my app right now. So let's see what we can do. I'm going to run ECS preview init. And the very first thing that it's going to do is it's going to try to explain what's going on. right? So developing on AWS is super awesome because you have tons of flexibility, tons of power, security at your fingertips. But sometimes it can be a little overwhelming, right? And doing, uh, following best practices, making sure that you're building a, a secure, stable, um, scalable service can be a little tricky. Um, so what the ECS CLI v2 does is it makes sure that we do all that for you. We set up a secure, scalable architecture for you while also making sure that you sort of understand what's going on. So the ECS CLI v2 tells you that, um, hey, we're going to set up a project for you, and your project is a collection of your microservices that operate together. So since this is a 20-minute demo, I love CloudFormation, but I did do a little bit of uh, pre-creation. So I set up our test environment already in our test project. So I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I want to use one of our existing projects. And this is what we're going to deploy our test, our webhook service to our test environment in our ECS Kudos project. So it's asking me which project I'd like to use. I already set up our ECS Kudos project. So I'm going to go ahead and select that. And now it's asking me what type of application is this? So I kind of mentioned earlier that there's a ton of opportunity and like patterns that are out there in AWS land on how to build your services. And some of those patterns are really, really common and super useful. So 
We've tried to take those patterns, especially for containerized applications, and build them directly into the CLI. So the ECS CLI right now is in preview, so we only have one pattern type, but it's a load balanced web app. And what that's going to do is it's going to set up sort of the infrastructure we talked about a little bit earlier, including a load balancer, a VPC, a security groups, everything configured, internet gateways, and making sure everything is tip-top shape. So I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, the, our webhooks is a load balanced web app. It's going to ask me what I want to call it. I'm going to say it's called webhook. So this is the name of the application in the ECS Kudos project. And the ECS CLI was built by developers. Uh, who really like deploying on ECS, but we wanted to address some of the common pain points that we face when we're developing on ECS, or with any tool, really. And so what that means is it's totally aware of common developer workflows. So the ECS CLI is aware of Git and knows that, hey, I'm in a Git workspace, and there's a Docker file there, so that's probably what you want to deploy. So it sort of found that there's a Docker file in my workspace already and asked me if I want to use that for our application, and I do. Cool. So it's going to start spinning up some of that infrastructure that I talked about a little earlier. And it's going to, it, ah, it's created this really, this little file called uh, the webhook manifest. And I'm not entirely sure what that is. So let's go ahead and take a look. Also, I use Tmux and it's really cool. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to um, go to open up that file that was created. And as you can see, this webhook um, this manifest file is kind of interesting. It has a lot of things that I, I understand about my container app. Like it has uh, the port and the name of the application and the type of application that it is. And so what, what this file actually is, is it's a configuration file for our application. And what we've done is we've distilled a lot of the most common knobs that we see people use when they're creating task definitions and services, and we've exposed them in a really easy, concise way in this webhook file. Uh, manifest file. So one of the, the options here is HTTP, and this is the path on the load balancer that we're going to provision for this service. So any requests that come to, say, slash webhook on our load balancer will be forwarded to this uh, service. And just scrolling down a little bit, some of the other options are the, the size of our task, the number of tasks that we want, and there's, there's more um, interesting things like scaling policies, and you can even have environment-based configuration. I, mean, I usually try not to pay too much for my test environments because I'm cheap, but I really want my production environments to have be super available, so I'll scale that up to maybe five copies or something. So typically, you might have different configurations for prod and test, and we expose that through this manifest file. So I'm going to go ahead and save this file. And the CLI is asking if I'd like to deploy this application to our test environment. And I sure as heck would like to, so let's do that. So what it's doing is it's actually building our, um, our Docker image. And this is a, a super cool little Sinatra app, so it's fast. And it's using conference Wi-Fi to push directly to ECR. And that was super fast and really cool, and I'm very happy that it was fast. Um, and the next thing that it's going to do is once it's pushed to ECR, it's actually going to start a deployment to our ECS service in our test environment. So let's go take a gander at what that looks like. So when we set up our project, it created this cluster. And in our cluster, there's currently no services. But on our very first deployment, if we look at CloudFormation, we're, 
the ECSCLI is actually setting up a service for us. Not only is it going to deploy it once the service exists, it's going to create the service if it doesn't exist. And in this deployment stage, it's also setting up a lot of uh, other sort of fun infrastructure that maybe you don't necessarily care about, like those load balancer listener rules that are going to forward requests from slash webhook to the webhook service. So we can kind of see there's a lot going on here. Uh, it created a lot of infrastructure like rules and task definitions and execution roles, um, but we don't have to care about any of that. So going back to our cluster, we can see that it started spinning up our service, and we have our task definition that was created by the ECS CLI that references that ECR image that we just built. Now, I don't know if, you're, if you've noticed, but like, I didn't set up any ECR repos. I didn't set up the security for it, the resources, the IAM roles or anything. Like, the ECS CLI has done all of that for us because it knows exactly what we need to do since it has an understanding of the type of application that we're building. So we can go back to our terminal, and we can see that it's still deploying, but our running task is set to one, and our desired task is set to one. So these are the number, this is our webhook service. Hold on, let me just click into it real quick. Cool. And so even though our task is running and the deployment is still going, the reason it's doing that is because ECS is actually making sure that our task is healthy before it sets it up. It spun up a Fargate uh, task instance really quickly, but ECS is making sure that everything is safe. So I, I know, again, I don't know about you, but I tend to write code that breaks containers pretty often, especially in Ruby, where I'm not actually very familiar with. Uh, so I'm really grateful that ECS is making sure that I didn't break anything before the deployment finishes. So our deployment finished, which is super exciting. And as you can see, it printed out the name, uh, the, the endpoint of our, our load balancer and the path for our, our service in this load balancer. So remember, this is our webhook service. So we're going to go ahead and paste this into our GitHub repo and start seeing if we can give ourselves some kudos. So I've made this, uh, this GitHub repository. It is public. Um, and this is our cool points repository. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to add a webhook. And I'm going to type my password in front of all of you. Okay, And I'm going to paste in our webhook URL. And remember, we are siphoning off all slash webhook traffic to our webhook service. And I'm going to set this up real quick. And I want anyone who submits issues or pull requests to be eligible for a kudo award. And as you can see, our little webhook was set up, and everything worked really well. And I'm going to create an issue saying, can I have an award, please? And just for fun, to make sure that I absolutely get an award, I'm going to use one with emoji. I, I just can't help myself. I love putting emojis um, in my talk. Cool. So we've set up our webhooks. And it is ostensibly firing, but there's no way for us to tell. So in order for us to tell, let's go ahead and build an API so we can query our webhook service. So to do that, I'm going to go to a different uh, directory. This is our ECS Kudos API. Um, and as you can tell, it looks very, very similar. Um, but this is an API, right? So just taking a look at the code real quick. Um, 
It's, it's super, super simple. So anything that goes to slash API, we're going to query our awards generator to see if they are eligible for a super cool award. Cool. So I'm going to do the exact same thing. I want to spin this up as a service on ECS. I'm just going to run ECS preview in it. And it's going to ask me, do I want to add this API service to an existing project? I do. Um, and remember, we added the Webhooks API uh, service to our ECS Kudos project. So I'm going to add our API also to the ECS Kudos service, uh, project. It is also a load balance web app. It's just an API that we're going to front to the whole wide world. And I'm going to call this API. It knows that I have a Docker file. And it's going to start setting some things up. And so it set up a, a manifest file, just like the Webhooks one did. So let's take a look at that. Uh, and it looks exactly the same. So what we tried to do is make sure that, um, set this, that our manifest file represents the type of application that you are running, not necessarily the, actual, the particular instance of the application that you're running. Most load balance web apps have very similar configuration. Um, so we expose those knobs through this file. So I'm going to save that. And I would like to deploy our API to our, our environment as well. So it's doing the same thing. It's pushing our image to ECR. And again, it set up a brand new ECR repository just for our API. We, we try to set up everything for fault tolerance and disaster recovery so, um, and blast radius reduction to make sure that you know, if you accidentally delete your uh, webhooks ECR repository, your API repository is unaffected. So it's spinning up a deployment uh, to our front end. And just for fun, I'm going to look at some of the awards that we offer while this is deploying. So we have a lot of prestigious awards that we offer for people who file issues with us. If you file an issue with more than one, um, at least or more than one, you are a code poet. Um, more than five, you're a repo fan. And if you file up to or more than 10 issues, you, very, you ladies and gentlemen, can also be a repo detective. Um, we have lots of other fun awards too. So if you file PRs, uh, you can be a contributor or help a re or a superstar, which is super cool. So. Let's go take a look at ECS, see what's going on with this deployment. So I'm going to go back to my cluster. And look, our new service is, is spinning up, our API service. And again, our, our ECS service uh, is spinning up a Fargate task for us. And just for fun, let's take a look at this task definition that was generated. And so if you look at the task definition, there's a lot of things in here that we did not have to care about when setting up this service, right? We did not need to worry about extra hosts or host name or mount points or security options or placement constraints or anything like that. Just because the ECS CLI v2 knows that you're building a load balance web application and you only care about some of these particular configurations. So heading back. Take a look. Okay, so our task is running, and what this looks like is that now ECS is starting to ping our task with health checks to make sure again that I didn't mess anything up. And the deployment finished. So 
if I go to our URL that the ECS CLI set up for us and do a slash API and I enter my name, ah, I got an award. I'm a code poet. So that's super cool. I love that. It's fun. Um, and I have lots and lots of good ideas for new contribution, uh, contributor awards. But one thing that, um, again, my coworkers tell me is that it's really cool for me to work by myself and just sort of add awards. But they'd like to be involved in the process too. And they would like for us to deploy a little more safely. So what we're going to do is instead of doing deployments by hand through the terminal, which is really fun for demos, we're going to do something a little bit better. We're going to um, set up a code pipeline. So what I'm going to do is type ECS preview init, uh, pipeline init. And it's going to start asking me questions. So would I like to add an environment to my pipeline? I would. Right now we only have a test environment, so I'm going to add that to our pipeline. And my code is actually hosted on GitHub. So this is my uh, front end service. So I'm going to paste that in. And now it wants my personal access token to GitHub. So let me just do a, just copy that right into my buffer. Cool. So what, what we've done is we've created a lot of interesting resources for us. So in the same directory that our manifest is, we've also created a pipeline file and a build spec file. So let's take a look at those real quick. And so there's a lot of comments in here sort of explaining exactly what all these fields do. But when you look at it, there's not really too many fields, right? To set up our code pipeline, really what we want to do is just organize the deployments in order, right? So I want to deploy to my test stage first. And then maybe when I set up my production environment, I'm going to do that second. So that's super cool. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to add all of this to Git, commit, I'm going to say uh, continua, continuous delivery is cool as heck. And then I'm going to push that to my repo. Ah, super fast push, cool. And what I'm going to do then is actually set up the pipeline. ECS preview pipeline update. And what this is doing is it's going to CloudFormation and it's actually setting up a pipeline that is configured to our GitHub repository. It'll then have a build step that builds our images and pushes it to ECR and deploys it to our uh, test environment. So let's go take a gander at that. And. As you can see, it's creating our code pipeline. This is usually pretty quick. Um, and this is a one-time thing that we do. And it's going to set up our build project. Oh, I forgot to show us. So real quick, while this is happening, I just want to show us um, our build spec. So this, we've generated all this for you. And what this does is it actually goes through and it uh, builds the ECS CLI and pushes all of your artifacts to every account and region that you have configured in your project. So one of the pain points that we often uh, hear from our customers is that deploying cross-account and cross-region is really hard just because there's a bunch of like, stuff that you have to do and take into account. So the ECS CLI v2 makes sure that we do that all for you. So our deployment is completed. And it generated a cool pipeline for us that is connected to our GitHub repo 
builds, and then deploys to our test environment. Now, I didn't show us a production environment, and we're running pretty low on time, but just for fun, I'll show you what it looks like. And so what it's going to ask us is the name of our environment, which profile we want to use, and this is how we connect it to a different account. We use a local profile, so I'm going to use prod. And it's going to start spinning up infrastructure uh, for our production environment. So that's sort of that's the end of the demo. Um, we can watch this happen. It, it gives us really nice human-readable um, uh, progress and what it's doing. Uh, does anyone have any questions? That's all the time we have for today, David. Cool. Thank you so much. If you do have questions for David, please meet him over here to the side. He'll be happy to answer your questions. Please join us for our next presentation, starting in five minutes.